Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 739. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Ismach at Take10FortTorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored by the Lewis family in memory of Fred Lewis, Fabel Yitzchak, Ben Aftali, David, Zechorna Lebrachim, Torah, Bien Aliyah, for his Neshama. So I wanted to discuss one more Pesach issue. Uh, similar to some of the things we've been discussing over the past couple of weeks, we've talked about chametz and matzah and the halachic elements. We've talked about some of the practical elements of how to prepare and how to how to uh, get ourselves ready. But we have this line in the Haggadah, which is important, the line of Rabbi Gamliel, that we have to talk about Pesach, matzah, and mara. So I want to specifically talk about the matzah for a moment, because matzah is a little bit complicated. Matzah itself has a conflict. We discussed the reason for matzah, how the reason for matzah is so complicated, being that the reason for matzah doesn't seem so clear. We know, Rabbi Gamliel tells us that we're supposed to remember that the reason for matzah is that we got out so quickly. But of course, we also know that the night before they were eating matzah. The night before, at the first Seder, the night we were waiting to leave Egypt, they were eating matzah, they were eating matzah then, so then how could it be dependent on the reason from tomorrow? So take a look at something we uh, we talked about, matzah reasons, I think, in the 70s, uh, if you're interested in that. But I want to focus on a different element of this, the fact that within the Seder itself, matzah is presented in two very different ways. Way number one, of course, as Rabbi Gamil does, at the end of the story, at the end of the Magad, where he talks about matzah as being the bread, which represents our freedom, our very quick freedom, this chipazon. Whereas in the beginning of the Seder, we talk about matzah as halach ma'anya, the bread of affliction, and that bread of affliction, of course, does not hearken to the idea of matzah as bread of freedom, but it's something which is the opposite of the bread of affliction. And so there seems to be a contradiction, which might be okay, right? It might be that there are two themes behind matzah. Part of the matzah is that we remember the slavery and remember the freedom. If you listen to this point of the Seder class, I think there are a lot of conflicts exactly like that, where you have symbols at the Seder that actually draw from both, because we're supposed to remember the slavery and, of course, the freedom. Also, you might say that, listen, the night before, when they're eating matzah, they're eating matzah because then it's about slavery. But the next morning it transcends and it changes into something which represents freedom and gets us out of there very quickly. I want to share with you some insight based on the idea of chipazon. The idea of chipazon, this notion that we got it very quickly. So, first of all, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? It sounds like a good thing. There's a Pesach in Yeshayahu that says that when we get to the galus, when we get to, I'm sorry, to the geula ha'acharon, the end redemption, so it says, kilo b'chipazon te'tzeyu. It's not going to be b'chipazon, meaning it's going to be calm, cool, collected, we won't be in such a rush. It sounds like being in such a rush is not necessarily such a positive thing. So what's that all about? What's that all about? The Rambam actually has these three words which he begins his whole Seder with, before Halach Ma'anya. Bivhilu we got out quickly from Egypt. What's this all about? Why is there such a significance and an importance placed on this chipazon, this haste? So we said before that I might have what to do with, you know, matzah itself and the nature of haste versus waste and uh, sloth and going slowly and going quickly. It's the first mitzvah. We've thematically touched on that before. You know, the Jews get out of Egypt and the very first thing they're given is a watch, a clock, start counting time. The very first mitzvah is this mitzvah of, of matzah because you have to be very makbid and careful about time because time is really the most important asset that we have. So that might be why chipazon and haste is such a significant issue. We know the traditional interpretation is that we had to get out hastily because had we not, we would have been stuck there. There's this notion that's brought down in the Zohar, which is quoted by many of the uh, commentaries on the Chumash, that we were at the Memtes Shari Tuma, the 49th gate of Tuma, and there are only 50 gates, and once there are 50 gates, you can't get out, you're locked in, you can't get out. And so we barely, by the skin of our teeth, got out of Egypt, and the reason we had to go so quickly is because of that. Because had we not gone quickly, 
we theoretically could have, God forbid, been stuck. And so to explain the Pesach in Yeshaya, in the Geula HaAcharon, we sh- hopefully shall not have that problem. We won't need Chipazon. We won't need to be rushed out because we're doing so badly. Hopefully we'll be getting out because we're doing so well. And so that's why the Chipazon might not necessarily be such an important part of redemption, but it might be just an important part of that specific redemption from Egypt, and that's why haste is so important. We remember the haste, we remember the haste in matzah, etc. I wanted to share with you another idea relating to the haste. So the um, the Sferno talks about the haste and the, the idea that the Jews got out all on one day. It says a few times, on that day we got out, and we got out very quickly, and there's a similar expression when Paro takes Yosef out of the pit in order to interpret his dreams. He runs him out, from the language of ruts to run, he runs him out of the bar, he runs him out of the pit, and he brings him, and he's brought to King Paro. What is that all about? Running him from the pit. And so says the Svarno, a very, very fundamental idea. He says, That's how all salvations work. They happen quickly. They happen quickly. And he goes to bring a bunch of examples. They happen quickly. Why do they happen quickly? Why is this so important? Says Rav Deslan, he says, very simple. Because without that quickness, without that haste, we do not feel like it's from God. Right? We, we, we don't. We, we, we think it just happened through natural or political or societal means. It just happened. No, we think about the fact that if this had not happened this way, as we say in the Haggadah, we all would have been Mishubadim Laparo. The idea of haste is to make evident that it's from God. One might therefore suggest that in the Geula HaAchron that Yishai is referring to, things will be so obvious and so apparent because it'll be Bayom HaHu on that day, things will be so theologically present and God will be so imminent that we will not need the idea of haste to show us it's God. But haste shows us the supernatural ability. You know, what's called haste? If you have a war that could take 28 days, and instead of taking 28 days, it takes 6 days, is that fast enough? So look at the 6-day war. Is it fast enough for people to think, oh, this is a sign from God? Or is it, okay, whatever, they were great tacticians, had great luck. So again, we have this problem that as quick as something is, we have a general tendency to you know, believe that it's not all about God. And so the haste makes it all the more obvious and all the more apparent. Rav Hirsch says the same deal, uh, says the same thing. He really focuses on this as well. The idea that we are driven and chased out of Egypt and we didn't have time to bake bread, that is the symbol of, uh, of God and the stamp of God in the story. We would have all have thought, he says, that the Yitzhak Mitzrayim is no more than a successful uprising by their ancestors, a human event like many others in world history. Right? There were 600,000 able men, he says. They could have gotten, they could have gotten out, they could have liberated themselves. But so this haste is what reveals the nature of the entire liberation. I also want to share another idea of the Sferno, as to how it could be that matzah has these dual symbols. With haste, how is it also lechem oni? Right, so the, back to our original question, the Sferno says something very interesting. He says, why is it lechem oni? So there are a bunch of different explanations that are given in the Gemara for this notion of lechem oni. One of them is that the, uh, one of the reasons that's given in general is that it's hasty bread because the ani doesn't have a lot of time. You know, the ani scrambling, particularly an evet, a servant, 
who's at the beck and call of his taskmaster. They have to go, they have to do, they don't have the luxury to sit around and wait for bread to rise. And so in a very interesting way, this chipazon, this haste that begins when they are servants, when they are slaves, that actually turns into something very different. It turns into a very different symbol. That exact haste, which made it impossible to eat a nice geschmack, thick loaf of bread, made it impossible for them to also go and uh, and uh, and stick around and stay in Egypt. So that bread, in the same way, through the haste, really meant both symbols. Um, this is uh, there are a few other interpretations. Some say the first night is about the haste, and the rest of the nights, whenever we eat matzah, it's about remembering the slavery. There are a variety of answers given, but I think that's uh, I think that one's very satisfying. The idea that the night before we're commanded to eat matzah, and then the very next morning we're commanded to eat matzah, the, the symbols going from night to morning and changing so drastically, one being about the haste of being slaves, and the next morning, that very haste, that same rush, that every day, that stress, which is now turned into something which is so wonderful, shows us how a symbol can change and how our reactions are so uh, dependent on how we interpret them and the, uh, the s- circumstances that surround them. Something to think about. Have a great day.